Hi guys and welcome to the Abba Chat. My name is Myrtle. And my name is Priya. And we are in episode 8. Woohoo! Making our way to the double digits. I think we should have a celebration when we reach 10. But you know, who, who knew we would even make it this far? Who knew we'd even make it to episode 1? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it did take us like 8 months to get to episode 1. Truly. Because I didn't want to do any work. <laughs> So as usual, I had to take the reins and do all the work. That is called being an older sibling in an Indian household. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, we're on episode eight. This year is flying by. I cannot believe. Seriously, it's like mid-April. Yeah, I was looking at the calendar today because for ballroom, we have a group dance that we need to record and send by April 30th and it's a long and difficult dance and I was like oh I have time (laughs) and I looked at the calendar and I was like I do not have time to (laughs) learn and record this whole dance but I have to so I can't believe April's almost gonna be coming to a close soon like I feel like I'm gonna blink and then it's gonna be May and then it's the summer and then it'll be Christmas again which I would be fine with if by that time I got a job or into a fellowship. Basically, if I'm doing something that's different than what I'm doing right now. <laughs> yeah, every day because... feels like Groundhog's Day. Exactly. Except now I'm starting to see more people from the town. As I told you earlier today, I'm starting to see more people who I recognize. And I just want to not do that. <laughs> Well, there is a solution for that. Just don't go into town. I know, but mom's not going to go and get the groceries. That's literally why I'm here, (laughs) is to go and do that. And I don't know how, like, I've seen a couple people who I knew, but now it's just becoming an everyday occurrence when I leave the house. Well, you need to to find those times in the day, like the off times to go to the store. That's the problem. That was my mistake. I usually go to the store in the morning, do whatever I need in the morning. Yeah, I do you go do you still go at the senior citizen time? Yeah, because <laughs> if I'm gonna see anyone from this town, you best believe it's gonna be a senior citizen who knows us, who is gonna be proud of me for just doing something, you know, <laughs> for just being awake before 10 o'clock. <laughs> I don't wanna see people my age. <laughs> no, I do that because they follow me on social media and they know that I'm not really doing anything so (laughs) yet they don't follow this podcast for some reason so guys come on 75 people we we thank you for the 54 now let's make it 75 you know what I realized in our last episode we're talking about people who follow us but don't listen to us and I literally say like what are you doing if you follow (laughs) us and you don't listen to us and then while I was listening to it I was like they're never gonna hear that (laughs) So I think we need to make a post about that. Like that should be a quote in one of our posts so that they can see it. Well, just make it and I'll post it. Yeah. Well, that just came to me right now. Wow. Look at this creative genius at work. This is what we do behind the scenes. You're getting a full access to it right now. Um, What's going on, Priya? How's your day? How? What's the update on Sky? She recovered from her brawl in the woods sky recovered 24 hours after she had it <laughs> she 
she was fine 24 hours later wanting to run and play and it was more annoying for me and papa because mom was like you don't let her out without a leash which is what we normally do when she roams for the entire day so papa and i had to go and take her on walks so papa does it early in the morning at like five in the morning i would do it like throughout the day and sky was just constantly annoyed she's like why does sebastian get to run and i don't I'm like, because you acted like a big drama queen, and here we are. I know. You couldn't walk yesterday, but today. That's what happens. Sneak out of the house and run for hours. Papa was really mad because he got yelled at. (laughs) What happens when you get in a fight with a raccoon or, you know, whatever it was out there? Yeah, we think it was a raccoon, but she's fine. She's living her best life. She's probably sitting in a pile of weeds pile of leaves outside right now soaking up that sunlight vitamin d um i think she was talking to some owls earlier because she was barking and some owls were hooting and there were a couple of them wow (laughs) she's just making the round she's letting everyone know her presence is out there she's back she's letting everyone know she's recovered and she's back she's like no funny business okay (laughs) I'm not on a leash anymore. (laughs) Yeah, she's doing well. She smiles a lot. Not the anxiety smile, like an actual smile. Her anxiety smile is pretty scary to look at. Yeah, it's slightly creepy. You don't want to look into her eyes during that. You might get possessed. Yeah. What a fun time. But yeah, she's fine. Sebastian's fine. Because he was acting like he was the one that was injured, but... Don't worry, he's recovered too. <laughs> it's like that, you know, when uh, uh, when people get pregnant, yeah, then the, the the spouse is like, or the partner has the sympathy weight gain or some sympathy yeah. symptoms. That's what Sebastian's feeling right That's now. What Sebastian had, and he, it was funny because every time Sky is such a smart dog, as I'm sure a lot of dogs are. She, you know, no matter how tightly we wrap her medicine in chicken slices or pepperoni or something she in her mouth will unwrap it and spit it out over and over again to the point where papa literally just like put it in her mouth and was like swallow it meanwhile sebastian is just getting treats on treats on treats and that's <laughs> what happens when you have two dogs because if you give one dog a treat whether it has medicine in it or not you have to give the other dog a treat especially sebastian very emotional well he has he has a feeling he has FOMO he always thinks he's missing out on something because when I give Skye her medicine uh with her food and I crush it up and put it in her food I have to pretend that I'm also putting a cap full of medicine in his food but it's just an empty cap (laughs) just dumping it in right in front of him just an empty cap of nothing and then he looks at it and he's like, oh, I got some too. And then he eats this food. Exactly. He gets very offended very easily. So you have to really stroke his ego and give him the same amount of treats. So Tabby's fine. Um, we have some exciting news, though. I'm so excited. I opened up the Instagrams and saw something I've been waiting for for a very long time. Me too. I actually screamed when you told me. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised you didn't. So excited. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't know before me, but uh... I had an inkling. 
as I told you, and I'm gonna say it again, but you can yeah. ex- you can say what the news is. Oh, uh, the news is is that our favorite show, one of our favorite shows on Bravo, mm-hmm. uh, Family Karma, the trailer came out today, and it looks quite good. I'm interested I'm in the drama, and I'm, I'm looking so forward excited. to this new season starting in June. Mm-hmm. They announced that it's back and that they've been filming. And for other Bravo shows, you know when they're filming because there will be like gossip about it. Like we knew Real Housewives of New York was filming like a couple months ago, right? We knew yeah. Summer House was filming last summer. However, with Family Karma, there's no gossip about it. And it's probably because not that many people, I think many people care about the show, but many people don't think about it outside of yeah, the there's, season. Because also there's just so much gossip and drama that's happening in just in the other Bravo world yeah. too of just Real Housewives that Family Karma just kind of goes to the, the back burner. But it is, for those who don't know, it's a reality show about Indian American people, young people in Miami, or in Mm -hmm. South Florida and it intertwines like their families and the parents because I am recording hi mom hi you want to record me hi yeah but you have to project your voice yeah (laughs) go ahead take a photo come closer come closer I will take a photo but I don't want my closer I I know okay Okay, ready smile (laughs) three two smile nice we look nice Oh, Oh, he talks the second time. Uh, Family Karma. I was just so excited to hear that's coming back. And I had an inkling because on our TV, sometimes I look to see like what's going to get recorded this week to see what I can cancel out or what to make sure gets recorded. And I saw all of Family Karma's first season like going to be recorded. So I was just like, oh, that's interesting that Bravo's playing all of Family Karma tomorrow. And in my mind, I was like, oh my God, is it going to come back? But I checked the Bravo Instagram. I checked all the Bravo like fan pages. (laughs) Wow, that was a little bit of a deep dive. (laughs) And I did not see a trailer. So I was just like, no, maybe Bravo is just having a slow week because things are ending or things are beginning. So they needed something to fill the time. And then you told me this morning and I was excited. And I remember when Family Karma was first announced and I sent the picture to our family group chat. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm kind of worried about how it's going to be. And then I realized I had no reason to be worried because they do not represent all Indian Americans ever. (laughs) If you watch it with that mindset, You'll have a great time. The same way when I watch Real Housewives of New York, I understand that's not every rich woman in New York. You know, uh, like, is it every Upper East Sider? I mean, if every person you meet is a person who attends Ramona's birthday lunch, then yes. Yeah, she does have 50 girlfriends, so that might be every Upper East Side lady. That's true. That's true. <laughs> that's true. But, you know, I'm trying to find the Carol Radziwells and the Bethany Frankels of the bunch and the Luanns. Uh. That's who I'm really trying to find. <laughs> a Luann and a Sonia. <laughs> if I had a friend, I'm sure I do, but I can't wait for one of my friends to turn into Sonia Morgan. I just can't wait. <laughs> you should have just hoped that her daughter uh, had gone to NYU and then you could have been yeah. friends, but... She didn't. I don't think Victoria went to NYU, but in Did Gallatin. She? 
Yeah, but she's older than me. No, she's Avery's age. So she's just a couple years older than me. We were probably at NYU at the same time. Oh my God, you could have been friends with the Countess. (sighs) Oh my gosh, I'm so mad at myself now. This happens often (laughs) where I'll find out somebody famous or somebody's famous child went to NYU while I was also there and and I just like missed my chance yeah you didn't do anything about it remember the one time we were at your we were at your graduation uh dinner in New York oh Serena (laughs) and I were talking about that yesterday (laughs) and Serena saw uh Kyle from Summer House at the bar and Serena said Mm -hmm. nothing she didn't even mention it nothing if you know me specifically, I love Summer House. Not ironically. I love the show. Like most Bravo shows, I'll put them on while I'm cleaning, while I'm working out, while I'm doing something. But Summer House, I sit down and watch it and make sure I'm paying attention for whatever <laughs> reason. Because it's literally people who are my age or older who are just stuck in a household a really nice house in the Hamptons all summer and I think I watch it with such vigor because I just wish I was there um yeah. but you I'm having a- my own summer house you know <laughs> with the parents <laughs> and the dogs it's just the same thing Bria oh God. you could that- just think that the house in Iowa is just like a house in the Hamptons you're right you're right you're right you're right that was a restaurant that Kyle would go to. Yeah, but it was just <laughs> funny. Serena, like, I don't know if it was, like, later that night or the next day. It was, like, it was yeah. literally after we left. It was right <laughs> after we left. She was just like, did you know that Kyle from Summer House was there? And I was like, excuse me? <laughs> Why are you telling me this now when we're not in the restaurant anymore? You just wanted a free case of uh, whatever their drink is. Lover boy. <sighs> They could send, I think I sent this last week too, but I want to try it, but I don't want to pay the $40 for it. So yeah, too expensive. Kyle and Amanda, I stand Loverboy. I stand Summerhouse. I stand your relationship. So if you want to send me a case of Loverboy, go right ahead. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, give you a glowing review. But anyway, yeah, Family Karma is coming back. I'm so excited I think also because I'm not really annoyed with any of the people who are on family karma uh, they're not I'm, I'm slightly annoyed with um his, Vishal. Uh, Vishal yeah I don't know what he's doing um oh. I guess we'll see I, from the trailer it looks like him and his fiance are no longer engaged but What's maybe his still his name it starts with an r Richa Richa yes yeah, Vishal and Richa. So com- I'm like, why are you still with him? Just- <laughs> also, I want to see the drama between the moms. Oh my goodness, yes. I really love these parents for being somewhat vulnerable. Like, at least for a lot of Indian people we know, would never put themselves out there like this. We're taking a risk by just making this podcast. You yeah. Know? So, like, <laughs> you don't know how many times we've been told not to do this. Exactly. Because we're, by doing something creative like this, you open yourself up for judgment from other people, which is and something criticism. Indian- yeah. And criticism. Even for things that, like, I don't think twice about, other people can criticize and judge you on. That's something the Indian community is not a fan of. 
for themselves. So, but we all know that uh, Indian aunties and Indian moms are so heavily involved in their children's lives so mm-hmm. that you you couldn't do a reality show young Indian Americans without involving the family because that's just intertwined unified and it's like a community so when there's drama with the kids there's drama with the parents correct especially because a lot of them live at home or live in the community that they grew up in yeah so you're still going to have, just like me in this small town, you're still going <laughs> to see people you know and people are going to talk about you. Hats off to all the families who chose to be a part of Family Karma because that's a brave thing to do. And you know other Indian aunties from the Miami community are criticizing them and judging them and talking about them behind <laughs> their backs because of it. But you know what? We appreciate it. And what I also loved was that when I went on Bravo's website, there were like comments and and, like being written about it, but it wasn't written. This is the only time I'll say this too. It wasn't written by Indian people, positive thing. Oh, okay. It was cool to see people who aren't Indian taking an interest in a show about Indians. I love Family Karma too, because it's made by Indian people. There are Indian producers on the set. Yes. I really like that because my favorite uh, character or person on the show is Anisha's grandfather. Icon. Seeing that dynamic between her grandfather and herself and like, you know, just that generation gap, but he's modern in his own way, but still old school. Mm -hmm. And the producers are able to speak to the grandfather in his mother tongue, like in the language that he speaks. So there's that connection and that uh, comfort with Mm -hmm. the crew and the cast people. Which is so key. So that's uh, probably another reason why I love Family Karma, aside from it being reality TV. Bravo is doing the work to hire people from the culture and... Because of that, it's cool to see people who aren't Indian talk about it and write about it and be excited for it because it means that they're learning about Indian American culture too. And it's becoming more mainstream. Mm-hmm. So again, hats off to the families who take part. And also, what's his name? Amrit? Yeah. He comes out to his grandmother on this show. Yeah. First of all, coming out to his grandmother from India, that must be very challenging. And so proud of him for doing that. But doing it on TV, wild. Yeah. And it just just like opens up more doors for Indian people in the community who, you know, part of the LGBTQ community, having that conversation with their family who may, you know, just opens up the door. Yeah. And the possibility and conversation so special shout out to Amrit he's also my favorite person on the show besides (laughs) Anisha's grandfather uh but as part of the main cast Amrit's definitely my favorite because I think he's funny I think he slightly stirs the pot oh yeah of course just a little bit (laughs) and I love that basically what we're telling you is to go watch the first season on Bravo because it's probably available or Hulu might be available there but yeah there's a lot of drama if you like bravo if you like reality tv even if you don't if you just want to get a glimpse into i don't know indian what life. we do <laughs> <laughs> yes because we're so fabulous <laughs> no, no 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 i meant like what we watch in our free- oh yes yes um but 
it's like an easy breezy show you can have it on in the background yeah exactly and get you more familiar with indian people's names oh yeah and they don't even have difficult names no monica brian (laughs) (laughs) let's start with that and then we go to vishal richa anisha so you go from the two syllables to the three syllables (laughs) and then we'll get we'll get more into it (laughs) it's like it's like serena's name my name priya and then your name rithal you have all three levels of difficult indian seriously beginner intermediate advanced why do they have to start with advanced they i guess they learned their lesson they're like no one can say this child's name so let's just move on (laughs) but yeah so super excited and we'll be covering the show um on our podcast so we'll be watching it you know with you guys and you know kind of deep diving into the episodes exactly because we love it and it's what we would talk about anyway on our FaceTimes. <laughs> yeah so might as well kill two birds with one stone by Correct. you know saving a FaceTime we'll just have our other chats later exactly exactly so definitely check out Family Karma when it comes out watch the first season now it's just so fun what else did we watch oh, oh. Well, not excited. Well, I saw it on last weekend that the the big day part two, which is that Netflix uh, documentary show about Indian weddings, came out. So obviously we had to watch it. This goes and- back to what we said last week, where when we would see trailers for Bollywood movies, it wasn't necessarily like, ooh, what's going to be in theater? It's like, oh, what are we going to watch next? Because we would watch everything. Yeah. That's how we are with all Indian content, especially when it shows up on Netflix. Well, because I'm just interested on in, like what's getting portrayed. Yeah. I don't know if it's heavily marketed on other people's le- Netflix accounts, but it's definitely marketed on our Netflix accounts. Like it was a f- when it was released, it was the first thing I saw. So, Yeah. Yeah. Well, they were probably like, oh, your name's Riddle. You must want to watch this. <laughs> they were like, oh, you watched the same Bollywood movie 50 times. You might <laughs> want to watch this, <laughs> which I have been rewatching all the films that I watched last year. <laughs> but yeah, so part two came out. Uh, there were three episodes, just like part one. And interested to see if they the you know the creators of the show listened to our podcast and took any of the advice and criticism and um comments into account in how they were portraying collection two Mm -hmm. and i see that they did not you know it's a personal (laughs) choice it's a creative choice we suggested it they went a different way we respect that but you know I look forward to collection three, if that's in the making, to see if they will take our comments into account and Ooh. possibly shape the collection three in a way where it's not of the same stuff. See, that's an idea, but I think the fact that when you hire the company that is behind the people who made it, the fact that you have to pay $10,000 per day for their services feel like they're not going to go that way because they're not doing it for money they have enough money <laughs> right they're, well, they're, they're not catering to a podcast of 54 people <laughs> that too but, but I will say on a lot of the Indian groups they're saying essentially the same thing we are on yeah. Facebook do you just want to you know deep dive into this yeah well one thing I'll I'll say to start us off I guess is that as I was watching all three of these episodes 
which was really hard to watch. I procrastinated, <laughs> I fell asleep, and then it came time to recording this podcast, so I actually had to watch it. As I was watching, I was just like, I love these as YouTube videos, like five-minute YouTube videos. I hate watching the 40-minute full version of this. Like, it's Well, not- it felt like I was watching the same thing like six different times in every single couple it's like it was like the same minutiae and same like pomp and circumstance of like everything that was going on like it was slightly different and I know they had three different themes in terms of like how mm-hmm. they were structuring their episodes but the content inside of those episodes was basically the same yeah and it's not like uh like if you watch say yes to the dress it's the same thing every episode. I understand that. There was a summer I watched Say Yes to the Dress all day, every day. <laughs> Can tell you how it breaks down. And they it, they do the same thing where they have different themes. Like one day's about the fathers. One day's about the dress budget. All of that. But in this, it was just that they'll say their theme in the first five minutes. And then they'll just forget about it for the rest of the episode. Yeah. And then it'll be like, <laughs> oh, what is like the, you know, extravagant decoration we're going to put up here or, you know, same formula over and over again. And I kind of got bored. Like, why would anyone want to continue watching it if it's the same thing over and over again? It's the exactly. same type of sets. We know that they're going to have the obligatory fireworks at the end and the slow motion capture. They're going to have the stage performances, but what I really wanted to hopefully learn from these episodes was what makes each couple unique and different. They did touch on that in terms of like the different but not themes. so much because they kept going back to like the actual wedding. They didn't, they didn't pick a lane. They just, <laughs> they tried doing everything and fit it into 40 minutes. And if they were just a little bit more specific with what they wanted to do that episode, it would have been eons better. And that is my analysis on that. <laughs> that is well, my opinion. So in episode one, the theme of that episode was uh, cross-culture couples or like interracial couples. So you have um, these two couples who are American, but I guess it was trying to show that how to have this cross-cultural wedding but uh, I guess the one couple, Arena and Dhruv, so the girl Arena is Russian-American and the guy Dhruv is uh, Indian-American and they're getting married in Jaipur. It just showed an Indian wedding. Yeah. <laughs> it looked exactly like the episodes from Collection 1. They didn't get into the how, like, how did it work out? How did she introduce him? How did the family accept him? Like, no matter how easygoing your parents might be, there's still those ups and downs of just finding your your mojo. Like, yeah, and it's just about learning each other's like customs and different cultural things. Because, you know, when I first met Brian, I was like, you have to call my mom auntie like you can't call her by her first name because that's just you know culturally a sign of respect for all like elders you call them auntie and uncle so that was just like a new thing like he was calling for mom and he said her first name I was like no you have to call her auntie I definitely was not there when that happened I would yeah but that was like er early (laughs) early in the beginning it's like just like learning things like that 
I don't know. And just like, you know, being embraced by a new family, you learn, you know, the different like quirks and nuances of every family, regardless of if it's like Indian or not. Even when Brian met our family friends versus when you met Brian's like extended family and family friends. Right. It's just experiences like that, which is just fun and quirky. And they didn't really get into it in either couple in the in the episode in the first one and one thing I really really wanted to know was so in the first one with the other couple oh Nisha 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 and Scott Scott, Indian American couple so they had their wedding um in the states but one thing is Scott's Catholic and the Catholic church didn't want to recognize their relationship and I want they mentioned it twice and then they ended up going with another priest who was so nice and their wedding was beautiful but I was just like what why aren't we focusing on that because that's the interesting part I've seen a lot of Indian American weddings in America like I know what that looks like and so do a lot of people even if they're not Indian you covered it in your first season your first collection (laughs) so I really wanted them to go into that a bit more it's becoming more in the norm of these cross-cultural couples and you're seeing it nowadays. It's not so weird when, you know, Brian and I walk down the street and people are like, you know, they just look at us. Sometimes you do feel those weird stares, you know, you're together or you're at dinner or something, but now it's just the norm. Like who cares? Um, And mom loves Brian more than me. So facts right there. (laughs) Our Uh, I did write down that Irina looks like Caroline Stanberry's little sister. And if you don't know who Caroline Stanberry is, you need to brush up on your Bravo news. But she was in the show called Ladies of London. And she's my favorite. If she were a housewife, she'd be my favorite housewife ever. And she's beautiful. And this girl looks like her little sister. Um, Oh, and my other question about this first episode Every person was so fair. I literally wrote that down because you will see a theme throughout this entire series of just a whole bunch of fair people. And I'm like, where are these people coming from? And I understand this show shows upper class people. I know that, but people are not all fair. India is such a bigger country of like different shades of brown. Why are we only finding people who are just so fair? Like, I know so there fair was that I at one point thought they were white. I yes, literally, at I the beginning, did. I was just like, Who is the Indian? <laughs> I literally said that when I was watching that. I was thinking, and I was like, Which one's the Indian person? Like, where, who is it? Because and there was only one, too. Yeah, there so was only much. one couple in this entire series and that was in the third episode that look had like a normal complex not normal but just had like a complexion that I could relate to yeah and I was just like what is going on here like I don't know if they did it consciously but unconsciously it just looked like they were bringing in just a whole bunch of fair people and it was just getting really whitewashed yeah, I, well, I feel like it's also just like an unconscious bias of colorism that they didn't realize. They might not have realized, but they should realize and like have, be more self-aware because literally most of Indian people don't look like that. <laughs> yeah. 
And if like, you do, like, good for you. If you don't, also good for you. Like, but it's just not representative of like, yeah, couples in India or even couples who are Indian American. I definitely, for sure, do not look like that. Yeah, and especially for interracial relationships, it's kind of important. People will first see you and your partner, so. <laughs> it just wasn't being super representative and I was just I I couldn't get that out of my head yeah it was just every episode it was just like all right where's the like you know melanin like how are you going into this I mean I guess if you're getting married I could see your family being like oh don't go into the sun you'll get darker yeah but but that's again another bias of like the Indian society and the culture where darker is seen as something that's wrong and undesirable undesirable and ugly and like who would want to marry you if you're dark that shouldn't matter yeah that's something that India needs to 100% be better on and just not think about because I wonder now if good (laughs) I think uh one of the I don't know if it's shadi.com or barthmatrimony.com like one of those like matrimonial sites I think they took out uh complexion as one of their criteria they used to have it yeah. on their website I wonder now if you know people who are doing these bio datas still include that as a as like a category or whatever yeah but yeah that was the first one it was fine yeah. well I, I also like wish that they went more into like um on educating people about some of the like the different things that happen in a wedding I know in like the previous episodes they talked about the kanyadan and they've also talked about the haldi and the mandi and that but like just digging a little deeper I I agree about that because I could definitely be educated on the different aspects of an Indian wedding and especially different regions of India and that is something that they could spend an episode on like one episode on the Mandi, one episode on the Haldi, one episode on the Kanyadan, one episode on the actual ceremony. I don't know how interesting it would be for other people though. It is what it is. It is what it is. So that was the first episode and the second episode I have thoughts on. (laughs) So the second episode the theme of that one was talking about arranged marriage so the two couples in this episode had been arranged and had an arranged marriage and well, it was also just that representing how you're not marrying the girl or the boy you're marrying the family which yes. is true for any marriage but it's very true for Indian marriages you yes I'm you sure definitely Brian- <laughs> was not prepared no (laughs) it was so funny uh we were just talking about this yesterday because um we're trying to uh furnish our backyard and we want to get a patio table and we had talked about our dining table and I was like yeah we need to get a patio table that will fit the entire family because when everyone comes over it's you know comfortable for whatever all eight of us to sit down and I was like, remember when I told you that we need to get a dining table that extends out for our families so everyone can fit? And you said that, oh, no, it's okay. We won't be extending it out that much because, you know, how often are people going to come and visit? <laughs> I was like, um, he now realizes that y'all come like every two weeks mm-hmm. and we extend that dining table every two weeks. Correct. Correct. So... 
this episode's title was called A Family Affair, and that is exactly what a wedding is. And I was so excited because the way they started the episode was really going into the relationship between a father and his daughter and all of that mother and son and everything and I was like oh my gosh it's gonna be such a sweet episode they spent five minutes going off about how this dad was so sad and <laughs> I was I was excited to see the Kanyadan because I wanted to see like the emotion and then all of a sudden it's just this like kind of annoying woman just <laughs> being just like I met this boy and I didn't want an arranged marriage I'm a party girl da-da-da-da. and I'm like I don't feel bad for you at all like I don't empathize with you at all like I thought this was gonna be a sweet father-daughter episode but it's not and then they didn't even bring back and show the full scene of any of the clips they showed in the beginning because there's a clip where it's the dad's in his daughter's room being like my baby's leaving I'm so sad and him crying they didn't show that whole scene at the end. And I was so mad because I was wait. that was the reason why I watched that episode. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, I think for so that uh, there was one couple, Prana and Kunwar. That's and, what I was talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So um, she's from Jammu, which is wh- in the mountains, which is in the mountains up north. He grew up in London. And they had a long-distance relationship through the phone. So they were arranged via the phone. And I did have some um, connection with them because when they were both talking about how they had just talked for like a week, and then all the aunties and uncles were like, all right, so you guys talked for a week. When are you getting married? And then all of a sudden, it becomes so serious. Yeah, yeah. And then they got suffocated and stifled. And they're like, nope, this is over. And then they had a three-week break. Yeah. Well, then then she tricked him. Because she was more (laughs) upset than he was. Because he ended it. And she put on her Instagram story a candlelit dinner on Valentine's Day. And the guy was so sad. Gunwar, he was... He was like, oh my God, I, I missed her. Like, she's with somebody else. I'm like, boy, it has been three weeks. <laughs> and then I think they talked for like three more days or they got back together and like a week later they're like engaged. Yeah. Which I mean, I feel like they were older. So they themselves probably felt pressure to get yeah. married. There's, I mean, there's definitely always the pressure, regardless if you're getting arranged or not. There's just always going to be the pressure, but... Yeah, but I think they were actually matched pretty well. I, yeah. I actually liked them compared to the couple they were put up against. I did not like that girl. I thought she was annoying. Oh, Divya and, and Srijan? Yeah. Divya... That wedding. She's getting Manish Malhotra outfit. She's getting Mika Singh at the Sangeet. She's getting um, like another like really couture designer for her actual wedding day. She had 4,000 people in attendance. (laughs) Which I don't even know more than like 10 people. Indian weddings are big because you have to invite your whole extended family and every person you've ever met ever. But there's a limit. How do you (laughs) feed 4,000 people? Well, when you have all the money in the world. Yeah. I was just really enjoying the architecture of all of these homes that they were showing of people. Oh my gosh, yes. I was like, where are all these rich people? And how, where are, like, where are they hiding? I also wanted to know more about, I don't remember, I think his name is 
Tushar or Tular or something, but the the wedding coordinator who was talking to Divya at the end, which he was just like, oh, there are 4,000 people. Like, he was just asking her questions. He was bald and big and tall. <laughs> and he was, like, really personable. But you know that man is sassy. You know he's wealthy because he's coordinating this whole wedding. Yeah. That has 4,000 people. Like, and I was just like, I want to know more about you. What's your story, sir? <laughs> And props to Divya, though. She is uh, a doctor and a surgeon. Oh, yeah. But still can be spoiled. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I understand. I 100% like I love big weddings. I love getting dressed up. I love like you get to be a princess. Like that's really cool. But so I'm not faulting her on any of that. Your wedding is your day if you choose it to be. But like, Go what for do it. people do with their wedding dresses afterwards? I, I feel will, like in America- I will tell can, you like, what I did with mine. Your wedding dress was literally <laughs> from like Zara. Like, no, my wedding outfit, my wedding dress was from Macy's. It was mm-hmm. on sale for $40. It's not white. It was not red. Right. No, it was a beautiful um, lavender lilac color with some flowers on it. And I saw it on Macy's. I got the yellow version too. Why not? They're both on sale. (laughs) And um, let me tell you the story about my wedding outfit because it was a little tense and drama to even procure it because I was freaking out because we had actually consulted a pundit in India as to what's the correct morph. (laughs) And the Correct. auspicious time to get married. And we found a time on a Sunday. You a need Sunday. to start your wedding off on the right foot. Yeah. I don't know why you would mess with the universe. Even though even though our wedding was in our apartment living room. Mom's there was still- no Haldi ceremony. <laughs> there was no Kanyadan. There was none of that. But you best believe the Murth was there. Yeah. So mom talked to our uh, uncles in India. And they talked to the priest, the pundit. Give us a few few times, few dates on the morth, the auspicious time of when we should get married. We picked one. It was on a Sunday. We're like, it's okay. Bride will go to work the next day. <laughs> We're doing it at home, so no big deal. So we had, um, it was like Sunday evening. And I was like, all right, I got like two weeks to find my wedding dress. And I knew... I was not in the best shape of my life, but and whatever. We're in a pandemic. And we're in a pandemic. So you do, you know, it is what it is. So I'm like looking, and I'm also very cheap. So I didn't want to spend a lot of money. <laughs> and people offered to help her and she said no. Yeah, Papa's like, Papa was like, like, just buy whatever dress you want and I will just pay for it. And I was, no, I got it. I'm going to figure it out. We're going to, it's going to be less than a hundred dollars. Yeah. She didn't want to spend more than a hundred dollars. And Papa's like, it's your wedding dress. You can spend a hundred and fifty dollars. I was like, I found a really nice dress for like $300. And I was, you know what? I can't do it. There's just too much money. It's going to be so wasteful. When am I ever going to wear this dress again? So and Papa My prom was- dress costs more than that. <laughs> I know. And Papa was like, well, I will just buy it for you. This is not a big deal. And I was like, no, we're going to do this on our own because we had bought, you know, we had created this beautiful arch from Michael's, which is on our Instagram. Go check it out. Yeah. And, you know, we got these beautiful flowers from Costco and Mariano's and we put them in those vases that we already had and, you know, just printed out some lovely family photos. 
anyway. So I was like, Brian's wearing a suit he already owned. I think he may have bought a new tie. So that was his new thing. Um, and then I was like, I got to find this dress. And I didn't really want like a full on white dress because I knew that that wouldn't look good on me. So I'm like literally scouring the internet, going to Nordstrom, going to Macy's, going to Zara. Serena and I even sent you dresses. I know. I think I ordered like three dresses from Zara. None of them looked good. I ordered some dresses from Nordstrom. None of them look good. Mind you, I'm putting like all of this on the credit card. I'm like, I got to send all of this back so I can get my money back. (laughs) And finally, I found this dress at Macy's on sale for like $44. This looks perfect. Might as well just get the yellow one too. (laughs) So I buy the purple one and I buy the yellow one. And luckily, it all worked out. That did not answer my question at all. What was your question? What do people do with their wedding dresses? Oh, it's in my closet right now. (laughs) And I'm planning on re-wearing it for, um, you know, a cocktail party because I can. Yeah, so that's my question because I also feel like with white American dresses, if you don't want to pass it on to your daughter or whoever, um, you can shorten it and <laughs> it becomes a really cute dress that you can wear because you can wear a white dress like around. You can never wear a red lenga ever anywhere because <laughs> that is just, and you can't shorten it because it's a lenga. So, and red langas are just for brides. I don't think the only red langas that we've worn are when we were like children or like teenagers for dance performances, but you can never wear a red langa to any Indian function. If I'm wrong, please DM us and let let me know I'm wrong and where you can wear it to. And also it's just so heavily embroidered that you couldn't like possibly wear it at any other time. Mm -mm. No. And so I, I just wonder like, for like everyone we know who's gotten married has had a big Indian wedding what are what is happening to their dress and I know mom still has her wedding sorry I really like her um it's her reception one it's the blue and silver one yeah that's pretty mm-hmm. and yeah the reception and the Sangeet outfit that every wedding we've been to people who have worn them beautiful I and know. they can wear those again because they weren't right. Re- there was like lilac and blue and whatnot. But yeah, I just well, wonder about that. So that's where I was wondering. I was like, where is she going to wear this Manish Maholkra dress again? I don't know. Well, maybe I should send her the link to Macy's. <laughs> like, did you know you can get a wedding dress for $44? Yeah. Are you aware? And you can get the yellow version. <laughs> Wait, do you have any more thoughts on the second one? No, I do not. Um, but on the last one, that theme was all about destination weddings. Indian people love a destination wedding. Yeah. And in my mind, a destination wedding is going to India. Like, yeah. <laughs> wedding in India, because that's a destination to me. So when they were, t- so I thought it was that. I thought it was Indian Americans going to India for their wedding. Then I realized that's been just the show so far. Yeah. So it was people in India going to other destinations. Um, I just thought that was funny. But I just (laughs) understood that they were on a level of wealth that I have never experienced. I wish they had likely that I will. I wish they had gone more into the background of the families and where they came and what they actually did to mm-hmm. kind of justify as to how they have accumulated such wealth to have these such 
extravagant weddings because there was one couple, Monica and Nirith. Um, he grew up in the U.S., but then his family came back to India. And I would have loved to have understood, like, why did they come back to India? And was it because they have a family business or was it something else? Like, we already know that you guys are rich, but how? Yeah. (laughs) And I knew that the other couple, Trutika and Lux, I could tell that Lux came from, like, old money. I just could feel it because I went to school with a lot of wealthy people who came from old money. And that friend group, I was like, you're all wealthy and you know each other because you're wealthy and you grew up together because of how much wealth you all have and it's kind of like a crazy rich Asians type of thing where I was like well this last episode episode three really like reminded me of crazy rich Asians Mm -hmm. yeah just because of like the setting the locale and it very tropical and the you know the way the movie was and also the extravagance part of it but and just yeah. the hair, the attitude behind it too. Like all the other people, you knew they were went wealthy, but they yeah. really flaunted their wealthy. These people were like, we're wealthy and everything we have, it's there because we want it. Like that's yeah. it. The Shrutika, she was not my favorite. She actually said in the episode that she quit her job to plan the wedding. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just like, um, excuse me. <laughs> What are you going to do after? I was like, did you, do you know that jobs aren't easy to come by? Yeah. Do you know that? Yeah. As someone who's unemployed (laughs) and was unemployed on their wedding day, I would not recommend one to do that. (laughs) Yeah. Like I understand weddings are really challenging to plan. But she had a full on team. She had a (laughs) wedding coordinator and a wedding planner and all of that. Like, I mean, I know there are a lot of work because I was planning before, pre- the, pandemic, before yeah. the pandemic, but I was not thinking of quitting my job. Yeah, I was I was really stressed for her in that moment. I was just like, do you know what you're going to do after the wedding? <laughs> it's really, I've been applying every day. <laughs> it's really hard to get yeah. one, one nowadays. You know who she reminded me of? Who? Sonam Kapoor. You know, you get kind of like that bratty, like spoiled vibe from yeah. Sonam Kapoor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And no, just... I definitely understand that. Episode. I do not like Sonam Kapoor. Yeah, like this girl kind of reminded me with that the Indian Valley girl accent, mm, and yeah. just kind of gave me the vibes that she's just like just like her. Yeah, there was one point where she was talking, and it just sounded like a like a fly. Like it was like mm. it was very whiny. <laughs> she was just like. Yeah, so I quit my job to plan this wedding, but not that's too American. It like it sounds Indian when she says it, but it's that attitude. And I was like, I can't listen to you. Yeah, and then she's like, I don't even want to go to any more weddings in Bombay. Because... She said, "Oh, to continue, sorry." Yeah, because she, because all she wants to go now is to these destination weddings. Because you know, going to a wedding in Bombay is just so old. It's so over it. She's like over it, and she it's done. Yeah, she literally said, I wish we had friends like us so we could go to weddings like us. And I was just like, like, I would be friends with you to go to your wedding, (laughs) but I would not be your friend. You know how, you know, there's that movie Wedding Crashers. We need to do our own Wedding Crashers where all we do is just hop destination to destination of all these extravagant Indian weddings. They won't even know who we are. They got like 8,000 people coming. So No, I think about that all the time when we attend Indian weddings, because I'm like, there's such an eclectic group of people. (laughs) 
<laughs> anyone the only reason you could tell if somebody was crashing a wedding is if you go to the reception and there you have a certain seat that you have to have but even then you could just stand in the back room yeah and you just, just wait until the buffet starts <laughs> and then you just find a seat with a you random could- auntie 100% do that. Um, I did like uh, Monica and Naren, though. They seemed like a very easygoing yeah. couple. Um, their wedding did look really pretty and nice in Malaysia. Yeah, and they wanted it to be casual and on a beach. And the only reason it was like pretty fantastic was because of his mom. Yeah, his like, mom. What she wanted. And yeah, she did like, like everything. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and she did everything. So it wasn't like she infringed on what they wanted they were fine they were just like we just want to be small and casual. yeah they're like because I think he or someone had mentioned in that episode uh, with that couple that her cousin had 35,000 people at her wedding or maybe that. it was 3,500 oh, wow. 3,500 or 35,000 either way it's a lot of people and they didn't want that so I think they yeah. only had a few hundred or so which is like small I mean, it's pretty big for a destination wedding. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine hundreds of people traveling to another country for you? No. <laughs> I couldn't. No. Um, one thing that I appreciated and is the reason why I liked, what's his name? Nirenth? Nirenth. One thing I appreciated and liked about Nirenth and I knew he was a good person was because in his interviews, you could see the stuffed animals on his bed. He had a spider and he had a Pikachu. And there was one more and he did not bother to move them for his interview. And it was the first thing I saw. And I was like, as for those, you can't see this because this is a, a audio medium, but I have a pillow pet on my bed. <laughs> I always have to move him when I have interviews or like meetings so I really appreciated that and I was like he's a good guy <laughs> I remember when I um try was deciding to go into film school versus uh pre-med and at one point papa told me he was just like you're gonna graduate and then all you're gonna do is have to shoot other people's weddings is that what you want to do with your life <laughs> and <laughs> After I research how much the wedding filler makes for every wedding, I'm considering it. Yeah. I'm like, maybe I should go into that. Let's now they get, have a whole deal with Netflix, so. Let's make a, a YouTube video of Serena's engagement party. Let's start small. Let's get some little sparklers. We'll pretend so they're the, fireworks. The shots in this, in this was so beautiful. Like every now and then there was a shot where I had to pause and just appreciate it. And I'm like, Okay, one of your workers is not getting paid enough and needs to be in like film and TV because they're not getting appreciated here. Yeah. Um, their photographers are next level though. Yeah, All no, the pictures it's that they so show, beautiful. When incredible. you have the money, you can hire the best people. Yeah, and but like they are the best people and I just want to know how they, <laughs> how did you acquire those skills? Um, if you're curious about anything we said then definitely check it out if you're not it's not worth your time <laughs> we, we watched it for you and everything we said was what you would have taken away yeah and then if you watch the first season it's kind of more of the same all of these are much better as youtube videos yeah like if you can I, find the their youtube videos just spend 20 minutes and just watch them rather yeah. than spending three hours yeah because they make it their shots are so pretty 
they kind of skirt on like the relationship of the bride and groom and then you just get to feel like you went to an extravagant wedding and it was oh. beautiful but yeah the good watch i guess i mean we did it and <laughs> i kind of um, hope that there are no more yeah if there are we're probably not gonna watch we're not yeah gonna cover them yeah it'll be more of the same unless it like is something really really captivating and different otherwise it's probably just gonna be more of the same i hope you guys enjoyed this episode me too i hope you learned some fun things i hope we keep our mom in the episode so you get to hear her appearance (laughs) um, guest appearance and tell us your thoughts if you watch the show dm us what you think about the wedding filmer in this collection of weddings if you watch family karma and have thoughts about that let us know because we love to know people who watch reality tv like us Um, and we're so excited for the new season coming out this summer yeah and if you start watching family karma you can give us a play-by-play of your thoughts because that's essentially all we do every day with all the reality tv and that's why we're here that's why we're here let it out (laughs) we're here to support you yeah all right priya i'll talk to you in the evening (laughs) i'll talk to you when papa gets home okay Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.